Hello, and welcome to Talk to Tate Tuesdays. As always, thank you for spending five to seven minutes of your week with me, unless we have guests. So friends, before we get started in the show, I need to address a couple of things. Number one, I tell you, I tell you all the time, I have the smartest audience. You guys are so diligent, you listen well. Well, last week I made a mistake, and my boy Percy called me up and said, Tate, the name of the rapper who made the song Battle Ramp, his name is Toddy T. I think I called him Toby T. So Percy called me on that one. Thank you, Percy, for that correction. And then second, just for this month, um, I know I try to stay within the seven minutes, but sometimes I need to go outside. Today's episode, we're going to go a little longer than seven. Not that much longer. I promise it won't be 70, but it'll go a little longer. And if you just have to dip after seven minutes, I understand. But if you can hang in there for another minute or three, I promise that you will get something out of this. I hope you will anyway. So, you know we're starting this week in our month of FU. The month of September is our FU month. And I don't know what came to your mind with FU, but for our purposes, our Fs are going to stand for family and friends. It's going to stand for finance. It's going to stand for fun. And friends is going to stand for our topic today, faith. Faith. You know, um, what is faith? People want to know, what do you really have faith? What is faith? The Bible has a definition of faith. Uh, Webster has a definition of faith. But the question is, are you really faithful to the things you want to do? So I want to share three stories today uh, that I thought showed faith. And I hope that at least one or ten people get something out of at least one of the stories. So the first story, it's the 80s. I was, it was my time, right? It was the 80s. And the 80s were a very unusual time. You see, the 80s, the music started to change a little bit because we were coming out of the uh, 70s and the music was like a lot of political stuff, heavy-duty stuff. In the 80s, as Cindy Lauper said, girls just wanted to have fun. Now, with the 80s came a new television channel called MTV. I want my MTV, right? And when MTV came into creation, it changed music a little bit. What happened was, even if you didn't have a great song, if you had a great look, you could become a star because your videos would carry your song. And uh, you remember the artists, they were men artists, they were usually typically three types of male artists. You would have artists who were just out there. You wouldn't know what to think of them. There was a band like Twisted Sister, right? And then it came up here where you had these bands where the men were wearing suits. Suits and ties was like the businessman singer, right? You had like Robert Palmer. Remember this song, Simply Irresistible? She's so fine, there's no telling where the money went. That was my Aunt Marty's favorite song at one point in time. Robert Palmer wore a suit. David Bowie wore a suit. If you look at his Modern Love video, he has on a suit. And then remember the band Spandau Ballet? They all wore suits. These are all 80s bands, right? And then the third category that the male singers usually went into, it was like this androgynous deal where they weren't really flashy. They were like shy and you really couldn't tell, you know, if they were soft or hard. You, 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 you even might question their sexuality. Uh, these were the singers that were kind of like Michael Jackson. You had your Prince. You had people in that category where you just weren't, they weren't hard, right? And uh, there was one group of, that came out, came out, 
came out uh, like firecrackers, fireworks. The group was called Wham. Wham was comprised of two singers, Andrew Ridgely and George Michael. And Wham, they had a lot of success. They came out, they had their first song, you remember, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Then they followed that one up. They had uh, Careless Whisper. And remember, George Michael always looked so innocent. He did like he wasn't sure what was going on with the girl or whatever. Then they came back with another song that I really liked a lot. The uh, Everything She Wants. That's the one he told a girl. She tells him she's pregnant. He goes, my God, I don't even think I love you. But Wham! was having great, great success. And if you went into the grocery store, you saw pictures of Andrew Ridgely and George Michael on almost every magazine cover. So, at some point, when they were at their height, George Michael decides, you know, I really don't want to be just known as a pop star. I have other kind of music I want to do. I have things, I want to go a little deeper. But if I change my style because of the image, will I lose my audience? And he said he really uh, uh, toiled over that for a while. And he decided to leave Wham. He said, I'm gone. And he leaves and he disappears for like a year and a half. Now, fast forward down the road, a new video comes out. And when the video opens, you see just a pair of boots and it's going up and you see a pair of jeans, torn jeans. And then you see this leather jacket and he finally gets to the person's face and it's George Michael. But no longer does he have the blonde, you know, that frosted blonde tips. Now his hair is just straight brown, brunette, right? And he has hair all over his face. Now, don't get me wrong. He was still a good looking guy. Couldn't take that away from him. But the song starts off and he starts to sing this song, I Gotta Have Faith. Now, he said he wrote that song because he wasn't even sure if he still wanted to make this transition. And the song, I Gotta Have Faith, most people think it's about a woman. It's not. It's about his career. I Gotta Have Faith. And you know what? That album comes out and people go nuts. That album wins Grammys. It sells millions of copies. It is a smash hit for George Michael. Now, some of you are saying, well, Tate, what does it have to do with me? This is our first story. Well, you know what? Sometimes you're not going to be sure of the outcome of the thing you want to do. Yet and still, if you have faith, you need to execute. You need to say, this is what I believe in. This is what I want to do. Got to have faith. Second story. This one comes from the Bible. And you know what? I tried to think this week of what story in the Bible would resonate with you about having faith. Not that about all of them, you know, Noah building the ark before there was rain. That took faith. Um, Daniel in the lion's den, that took faith. But I wanted something that would really connect with you. And so I want to share with you today the story of Jericho. Now, as you guys know, the children of Israel had came out of Egypt. They're on their way to the promised land and they get to the city Jericho. Now, let me tell you something. Of all you Bible scholars, I'm going to tatenize this a little bit. I'm going to tatenize this a little bit. So if I say something that's not quite on point, the way it was written in the Bible, don't beat me up. It's still going to be on point. So Moses has died. Joshua is now in control. He's in charge, right? And so they come to Jericho. They need to go through Jericho, but they can't figure out because there's a big wall. Jericho is, in, is, is, is encased in this huge wall. And uh, Joshua goes, he said, I don't know what to do. How do we get through Jericho? And God says, look here, Joshua, what I want you to do is I want you for six days, six days, I want you, I want you to take everybody and walk around the walls of Jericho one time for six days in a row. Now, here's the kicker. No talking. 
Everybody got to be quiet. No talking. Just walk around one time quietly. And on the seventh day, you're going to walk around and make a lot of noise. Blow horns, do everything, and I guarantee you, you'll take Jericho. Now, you're saying, Tate, what's so, what's so showing faith about that? Let me tell you, friends, because I know human nature, we'd have done it day one. Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Let's see what it's all about. You know, day two, you would have gone out, and I'd have been looking at the wall. Do I see any cracks? Uh, it looks the same to me. By day three, I'd have been having doubts. I'd have been like, yeah, well, come on, what's, what's going on here? This don't make any sense. We can't talk. We can't make any noise. What's up? And, you know, by day four, I'd have been like, look here, uh, Tracy, uh, you go ahead and go go walk around the wall. Uh, the 49ers play tonight on Thursday night football, and I'm going to stay here because they really don't need me. And uh, you go ahead because this is not working. I don't see what's going on. That's human nature. But we don't read that happening. We're showing that the people had faith and they did this every day walking around this wall. And finally, the seventh day comes and they do exactly what they're supposed to do. They walk around seven times. They blow their horns. They they shout. They cheer. They do all that stuff. And the walls come tumbling down. Now, what does it have to do with you? friends sometimes you're going to be put in a situation your faith is going to be tested because what you're asked to do is not going to make sense you say you're going to start to have doubts you're going to look at the wall and there's no cracks in the wall you're going to be wondering to yourself why am i doing this you know ah it doesn't make sense to me i don't see the point but if your faith if you're faithful if there's something that you really want to do you have a faith in what you're trying to accomplish even though it doesn't look like it's being accomplished continue your journey that's our second story now our third story for the day i'm not sure if this came out of greek mythology i've heard it different ways different times it's been told by different people but i'm going to share it to you my way so imagine if you will there's this prison right and uh, they throw people in this prison and the prison's actually a hole in the ground. It's a big hole in the ground, maybe say 50 feet up off the, from, from, the, uh, uh, from the surface, down in the ground, 50 feet down. And this prison has no guards, it's no guards. This prison, actually, they tell you how you can leave this prison. See, in order to leave, all you have to do is climb the walls, and it's not hard to do. Like a climbing wall, there's plenty of places to step to climb the wall, and once you get to a certain point, you just need to jump across this cavern. And you jump across this cavern, you grab two, there's a rope, you can grab a hold of this rope, and you can leave the prison. Sounds very simple to do. Now, friends, the problem is no one has ever escaped from this prison. Many have tried. Many, many have tried. Many have climbed to the top. They've gotten to the ledge and uh, get ready to jump across the cavern. But what they do first is they think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tie a rope around my waist. That way, if I don't make it across, I don't make that jump. At least I won't fall to my death. The rope will catch me. I'll be okay. I might not make it, but I'll be okay. And later on, I might try again one day, maybe. So this goes on for years and years. No one ever escapes. So one day, there's a little kid thrown into the prison. Kid, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. And they tell him the same story about how you can leave. You just need to climb up the wall and then jump across. And the kid's like, is that all you got to do? And they're like, yeah, that's it. And the kid's like, I'm out of here tomorrow. And so the next day comes, the kid does exactly that. He climbs up the wall. He gets to this ledge. And when he gets a, get ready to start, someone says, hey, hey, wait, kid, wait, kid. 
tie the rope around you just in case. And the kid's like, uh-uh, you know how kids are, right? Remember your mother told you to go outside with a coat on because it's raining? And you're like, nah, I'll be fine. That's this kid. Kid's like, nah, 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 I don't want that rope. Forget about it, I don't need, I don't need it, right? I don't need that rope. I can do this. Because when you're a kid, you always believe you can do anything. Remember if your mother said, oh, I need somebody to move the car. You're nine years old. You've never driven a car. What'd you say? I can do it. Because as a kid, you believe you can do anything. Remember that. As a kid, you believe you can do anything. So the story goes, this kid gets up on the ledge, runs across without a rope on his waist, jumps across, and he leaves the prison. Guess what? He leaves. So what's my point? My point is, a lot of times we say we have faith in something. We believe in this wholeheartedly. Whatever it is, I believe in this. I know it. But we tie that rope around our waist. Just in case, right? You know, a lot of times we say, you know what? I really want to become this. I really want to become that. But just in case I don't, I'll settle for this. That's the rope around your waist. Now, friends, I'm not telling you not to be smart in your endeavors. But I'm telling you, don't let your plan B be on the same level as your plan A. And a lot of people do that. This kid didn't. You know, the funny thing is, and I I, I, might, I know I might get some pushback on this. The Bible, there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible talking about how we should be childlike. Some of the ways of a child. And most of the time, we, we think they're talking about a child's heart. But maybe they're talking about being like a child and being fearless in our endeavors and not always trying to tie that rope around our waist. I'm just saying. So, friends, today's words come from a song from the play, which became a movie, The Wiz. And uh, we're going to give the credit today to Lena Horne because she sang it in the movie. And the words go, If you believe within your heart, you'll know that no one can change the path that you must go. Believe what you feel. And know you're right because the time will come around when you'll say it's yours. Friends, our first F is done, and I'll see you next Tuesday.